0: I'm gonna find I'm taking Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Provo Kid. That was Lonely Heights, their brand new single. Welcome to Carnival. Uh, super stoked! I got to share that with you. That just came out today. So uh, thank you, Lonely Heights, for letting me play your music. Um, Man, just awesome. And I should have those boys uh, in the studio fairly soon to do a podcast. And if you notice any, if you notice anything right now, it's probably my drip. Uh, i dripping pretty heavy. Uh, this is an ad for my eBay. So go check out my eBay. Uh, and drip like I drip. This isn't on there yet. I'm actually stocking up uh, my merchandise. Because I might do a booth. <laughs> and sell it like I'm fucking old school and shit. So um, But I got quite a bit of merch. So super stoked. Got some things I need to send out. Um, If you... Don't know yet. I've, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, what do I talk about this podcast? Again, I have no fucking clue uh, what I'm going to talk about or what I'm going to do today. Um, I will say this: it's it's Friday. It's the weekend. Uh, Father's Day is this weekend, and and um, maybe I can speak to that as a father on Father's Day. I really just first of all, I don't like days for people. I don't like months for groups. So like, here's like even birthday's birthday is a little much for me, but uh, like the Father's Day, the Mother's Day, it's just like to me, I don't like that. Um, I wish there were no days for no, like because cause when you give a day to someone, right, um, then everybody needs a day, right? There's just really aren't enough days for everybody, right? Um, and a mom and dad are pretty important people in your life. And yeah, I'm taking a, like pre- maybe like a pretty out there statement and saying, you know, not a big fan of mothers and fathers day. Here's why. I think it's a consumer created holiday. I think it used to always be mothers and fathers day. Like who knows, man. I really don't know. Um what is it about now but like you could not have a father and fathers day is shitty. Um for you so it could just be like self-induced trauma every fucking year around that time. Either way, um it's a big weekend for me Um, because you know, I got, why is it big? It's not really a big weekend at all. Um, yeah, man, what a fucking slow start to a podcast. I thought you'd think I have more things to say. I will say this, uh, man, you learn so much from doing a guest appearance podcast. And the thing that I've learned the most is God, do I have so much to learn? And I thought about this when he uh when i was on the big dumb podcast they he asked me about like the lds church and shit i'm like man i haven't really talked about that enough in my life to really like answer some questions when people ask me like what are your thoughts about the church what do you think about the church and when i say the church it's so like what do you mean the church it's obviously the church of the latter day saints i'm a provo kid and i am mormon and my journey and so is this the church story is this Should we just call this the church story? Bravo, kid. Bravo, kid's church story. Yeah, sure. Let's start there. So how did I even get involved in the LDS church? Well, uh, like most young individuals, (laughs) I didn't really have a choice. Um, Growing up in Utah, it's very rarely that you do have a choice. And it's very rare that anybody really has a choice in anything. Um, But either way, let's let's start – I wish I had like some uh, nice. This is where I need to upgrade the podcast, like a nice transition segment, like audio clip. But I don't have enough fucking time to do all this. I do have enough time, but sometimes I think I don't. Um, should we start this story already? Um, I'm just going to ask these questions. And this is why do I podcast? Just for fun. Um, but dude, I need to just make sure my mic's all right. I don't even check anything. I'm such a wild card. Such a fucking badass too. And uh so where's my church story start? My my experience with the LDS church is you know, it starts at a young age. Um uh, before I was even baptized at the age of 8. My uh my mother, uh Provo mom went to BYU law school. So uh having and she didn't grow up uh, LDS in fact uh my, uh, my uh, Provo mom, her dad was a coal miner uh, in Ohio. So she somehow found her way at a BYU law school. So long story short, she converted. And when you convert to the church, you realize there's several benefits, whether like, you're serious about the church or not. Either way, mother converts, goes to BYU law school. Uh, I'm born, third year that experience for her in law school and from then it's really speculative if you if you call me a Mormon because it's not like I think Judaism where you can be like born a Jew uh, but I think technically I was born a Mormon because the the vessel I came through my mother the the, the godly made vessel um, was in fact uh, labeled as uh, LDS that day so perhaps by birth I am also Mormon, I haven't really considered that uh, that question before. Um, nonetheless, uh, I continue on through my life and I attend church probably, let's say, under ten times uh, by the time I'm eight. And I'm familiar with prayers, but I, to be honest with you, I have no clue who Jesus Christ is. I don't understand the Bible or the Testament. And God and Jesus are not talked about in my house at all. There's no prayers. There's no nothing. It's almost, in fact, as if um, my parents, I had no no real inkling at any, at any level to believe anything religiously. And I mean that. If anything, if I was inclined to believe anything, it was uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, stuff like that. Because that's what the type of books my father was reading. Um, and... So I'd, I'd ask my dad, I'm Like obviously I identify with perhaps the masculine, masculinity side of my family, but you can see that on my mom's side. So I thought at a young age maybe I identified more with being a, a Buddhist. But nonetheless, God's never discussed in my house, religion's never discussed. Unless I guess I ever, if it was ever talked about, it's because I elicited the conversation. My parents never told me anything. So a lot about what I learned, so what I'm trying to say is a lot about what I learned from the church is from other people. I learned it from my friends, from my daycare provider, from people I went to school with. And eventually, uh, there's a unique experience in Utah where at ninth grade, you have the choice to go into uh, a class called seminary. And seminary is, uh, it's a religious class, and it's, the class is run by the LDS church, so... Of course, your boy signs up for it because guess what? Everybody he goes to school with uh, is in seminary, and luckily I'm baptized. I'm still a uh, part of the church, um, you know, member with no benefits, quite yet. And uh, let me just say this too: as I as I grow up and I get to the point where I'm in ninth grade, I experience inviting people to uh, my birthday party who can't come because I'm quote unquote not active. I experience some. Um, uh, I would say, different treatment for my peers because I was, quote-unquote, not active. Nonetheless, um, did it impact me? Probably minimally, uh, looking back, because uh, I really didn't understand God or religion. I just thought it was something people did. I really, looking back, my 8-year-old self had no clue what the church was, what Jesus was, or the religion, or why people could have come over. It's just like, oh, I get... Oh, Tommy can't come over because I don't go to the building he does on Sunday. Okay, whatever. I'm fine with him. I am st- i don't want to go to that building on Sunday. And here's the thing. I guess the choice was always offered. But uh, even at a young age, I, I knew I didn't want to go to church. Um, I wanted to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Um, and so I was allowed and afforded that opportunity at a young age. Unlike most of my peers and uh, fellow counterparts who grew up in Utah. Anyways, so I go through the seminary experience in ninth grade and I grow up around, here's how I would say. Uh, There wasn't one friend of mine who wasn't in the church, really, right? Um, And what I mean by in the church is a lot of them didn't go to church on Sunday, perhaps. Some of them did, perhaps. Um, But in general, where I grew up, it's about, I don't know, 100%. (laughs) Kind of crazy um so you do have a different anyway i feel a little fortunate that i was baptized in the church because uh you know i've i was afforded the opportunity to kind of fit in and whether i was really part of the church or not didn't really matter it was just nice to go over to people's house and say they'd say are you mormon I'm like yeah and I'm like who's your bishop well i don't go they're like oh okay they just looked at you like you know you're trying your family's trying to get in the fold so that was always nice there's a lot of things people have to say negatively about the church too and I think it's I think it's because a lot of times well if anybody has anything negative to say about the church uh, first of all maybe let me finish my story do I believe in the church do I believe uh, you know and first of all if you've listened to anything I've ever said in this podcast I don't believe in anything. So, like, that's just how I how I am. Right? Like, I literally, I don't, it's so hard to believe in anything. Like, I, you know, I have lots of thoughts about things. So, I have a lot of thoughts about the church. Um, and here's the thing. Will I ever leave the church? Absolutely not. They'll have to kick me out for sure. Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, you you can be a member if i could be catholic if i could be every religion all at once like if i could get like my mormon papers my catholic papers my protestant papers my southern baptist papers if i could just like have all of the papers that certified me as like part of the the cloth and the fold of their religion i'd say sign me out you know what i mean like i don't know like i don't want to miss a boat if there's a boat to heaven put me on it you know what i mean like jesus christ i gotta get on that boat so um Anyways, um, there's a lot of people I'm familiar with who have, who have left the church, um, who didn't have a good experience growing up in the church because, and then at some point they feel betrayed, they feel lied to, they feel like, uh, a bunch of emotions only they could probably speak to. But, um, one thing I'm different from a lot of other people is I knew a lot of the things these people found out later, right? So I knew, I don't even want to talk into the, like the quote unquote anti LDS material, um, Although it is fun to look at, uh, just as someone who likes just history, I love history, right? quote unquote, history, whatever the fuck that means. Um, So all that information to me probably came like all the things that quote unquote questioning like people, if you're an an ex-Mormon, right, it's because you found material literature uh, information that led you to question the authenticity of the church. Um, so a lot of times that doesn't happen. Who knows when that happens for people in their life. Uh, more, my experience is I've seen people encounter that material a little bit older in life. Um, but I've encountered that material fairly young, at about 15 or 16 years of age. So um, I witnessed and it didn't bother me at all, right? Because I didn't give a fuck, right? I didn't go to church. I didn't care. It's like, oh, they said that. All right, cool. Like I don't even go like all these people who don't believe in the church they fine i don't you know i mean it didn't affect me at all right and um whether the church whatever the church is or isn't it just never affected me because i never attached my value to the church um but a lot of people did and i understand that because the church is and people are upset for a lot of reasons, too, because, like, oh, I gave my life to the church. You realize that you are upset at the church, but why aren't you upset at public education? Because the church – and hey, here's the, here's the God-honest truth. There is no difference from being indoctrinated by the state at the age of six, right? Well, here's the difference. You can inside believe, like, choose to believe. I don't believe in this religion and go to church and participate in your family – and then eventually it's not compulsory, right? And the the funny thing about religion in school is they both become non-compulsory at the same age, which is 18. Um, that's when you get to make your own choices, right? Um, but but either way, when people become like, quote-unquote, ex-Mormons, they're some of the most unpleasant people ever because they grew up their whole life learning how to proselytize, right, and preach. And all of a sudden they, they think they need to just play that same game but on the other side. So like all they end up doing is just well, they end up becoming this. They they actually never leave the church because they can't ever stop talking about it. And I always find that component about ex-Mormonism on. Like, oh, you leave the church, right? Then stop talking about it. And, like, here's the thing. I, I don't give a fuck. Why do you give a fuck? Because you think you're, quote, unquote, saving people's lives because you think you're going to do something? You know what people are like? Like, here's the thing. The church, for as many people as it has, you know, I would say broken their hearts about whatever they were particip- participating in. I've seen the church uplift people, uh, make people feel as though their life has value. And I haven't just seen that in the LDS church. I've seen that in every church, right? And every church has the same X component. You have X Muslims. You have X Baptists. Like there's always these people who when they leave this structured system that raised them, they have no real detachment from it, right? Like they're they're always attached to it. Right, Um, which I find completely odd like there will never really be an X to this religion until they stop talking about it and thinking about it completely Like the amount of space the LDS church occupies in my brain is I don't know whenever I want it to occupy it like right now for example I thought maybe I should talk about it in this podcast so if anybody talks to me about the LDS church in the future at least I've practiced talking to myself about my own thoughts about it for a certain period of time Uh, But and some of my some of my beliefs about the church, I do believe the church was founded by Freemasons. I do believe the church has several in like uh, keys to enlightenment and wisdom built within it. Um, I do believe that Utah is the best state in the entire country. And I think that's because of the people and the book. And I understand there's lots of people who will come to me and I've been aware of these sentiments and arguments about prescription use in the United States and particularly in Utah and um, one reason why people don't understand this about Utah. Everybody in Utah obeys authority. So why is prescription and drug uh, abuse rate as high as it has been in Utah as compared to other states when uh, I'm saying how great it is? Well the reason why is in Utah um, people don't drink People don't smoke and people don't uh, smoke reefer, right? So like, here's my point. The only way people alleviate the reality of the suffering of their world is through prescribed medication. So these people might be feeling a certain way and most Americans crack a beer with their friends. Most Americans might have a smoke. Most Americans might, I think, use some form of drug. Um, that's self-prescribed. But but Utahns have this really strong sense of like obeying authority. So they they describe these symptoms, they go to their doctor and the doctor says, you should do this. So I don't blame, in fact, the people of Utah for having these problems. The doctor should say, you should go exercise. But the doctor in Utah prescribes the pill. And the people are taught to obey authority. So I really don't think that – I think the problems that people go to get the medication for are real. The problem is that these doctors are prescribing false cures. right? So instead of saying, what's your diet and health style like? Oh, you hate your job? Mm. Well, instead of me giving you this pill so you can keep doing the thing you hate, why don't we restructure your life so you can find something more enjoyable to do? And then you won't want to hate yourself every single day, okay? So the reality of the of the world we live in is just, it can't be chalked up to simple answers sometimes. But, so anyways, Utah, my church experience. Um, there was a time where I attended church weekly in my late mid-20s. And that was actually because, not weekly, it was fairly, for a period of, I don't know, eight, nine months, I went to church fairly regularly. It was because... Uh, During my time in my master's program, uh, I wanted to, like I didn't really have an intention of teaching, Um, I actually wanted to practice law that helped individuals who experienced disabilities. Uh, I wanted to help them, that population. Long story short, uh, I wanted to go to BYU to do that. But if you want to go to BYU, you know, you got to kind of be, you know, part of the game. So I tried to play that game for a while. And you know what? I did enjoy sometimes going to church. And my favorite thing about the LDS church is when people get the opportunity to bear their testimony. And I will say this about the church. I have heard, and oh, another time where I went to church frequently, every single week, in fact, was when I worked as a direct support professional. And I worked on Sundays. And that means if the clients you worked with Direct support professional is somebody who works with someone uh, who has disabilities and I gave them uh, support in their day-to-day activities. And these individuals were, obviously I live in Utah, they were LDS at the time, and they wanted to go to church, so your boy took him to church, and I actually loved it. And um, and nothing will make you tear up faster than being next to a couple, you know, cousins, and who are reading "I'm a Child of God" with the book upside down, right? Like, that'll make you tear up real quick. And I will say this: in my experience of going to church throughout my life, and different states as well, um, there's only two states I've been to an LDS church in Oregon and Utah. Um, I've heard. And I've been to several different wards, several different churches, and I've testimony meetings. I've heard a lot, and I've heard from probably a handful about five people who have told stories. Now, these are old people who have told stories about praying and curing some incurable disease they or someone in their family had been stricken with. And I was like, God. And the first time you hear stuff like this, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, oh, You're someone, because you're you're kind of convinced to believe at a when you go to college and you're conditioned through the school system that like, um, that's that's insanity. To to think that uh, you can be cured from praying, but then you go to church some other ward and then this another old dude gets up and talks about, you know how they prayed away their disease. What the fuck is going on? And I swear to God, in my. Thirty-one years of life and attending the church and uh, church as few times as I've had, the the fact that I've heard that story as as much as I've had is kind of shocking. Uh, but I'm not surprised by that. I do think there are things people can do with their mind, just like a placebo effect in sense of like thinking. And I have uh, actual sources. Uh, you know, I would say uh, I have books. Written by PhDs about the power of thought as, form, as a form of treatment in combination with other things. But uh, it is fascinating what the mind can do as far as increasing the body's own potential for healing. Anyways, what am I talking about? The LDS Church today. I will say this. There are a lot of people who have used the LDS Church for nefarious purposes. And when I and I'm, I grow up and I, I, I'm familiar with a lot of these situations or not a lot, maybe several or a few, who knows. And to me, these people are no different than anybody who abuses religion in the Catholic church, in the Judaic church, in the Islamic churches or sects, whatever ones they may be. So when people come to tell me, you know, my bishop did this, you know, the prophets did this. Somebody in the past did that. Like, yeah. You didn't know there's pieces of shit everywhere? Like, oh, you even... The funny thing is, like, when they have these examples, like, I just wanted to say, like, look, 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 this institution you're mad at, I agree, it's fucked. Everything is fucked right now. But let's let's look at our government and just imagine it's the same thing. And you're not as mad at the government, which you were, were compulsor, compulsory compulsory, sent to at the age of six and indoctrinated till you were at the age of 18. And it's fascinating where, you know, people aren't upset or perhaps distraught or bothered or encumbered or disturbed or perturbed about the thought that they were conditioned by the state for, what is that, 12 years of their life? Um and it's it's interesting to me right but then you have these ex ex religious people whether they're ex mormon or not who are like oh i'm going to forever and i, I get here's i'm ex public school i'm going to forever bitch about public school that's just the way it is daddy Mm-mm, just oh I, I got it hey i got it axe to grind. And I'm Johnny Appleseed, Bubba. I'm cutting this motherfucker down. I hate public school. I hate what it's become. I hate the fact that it's compulsory. And when people talk about religion and a negative connotation, can we please talk about school too? Because that motherfucker is, ugh, I hate it. And there's nothing more I hate than the fact that it's compulsory. And people say, well, you can homeschool, you can charter school, you can private school. Uh, uh, look, 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 look. If those are options, okay, they should be afforded to every single American, okay? I don't want to hear you can do this and you can do that if someone in Philadelphia in the inner cities can't. I don't want to hear you can homeschool, you can charter school if someone in Chicago can't do it, okay? I don't want to hear, and, and hey, skin color don't matter, all across the board, any American, if you can't homeschool, charter school, private school your kid, <laughs> shouldn't be compulsory. Swear to God. How should school be then, Provo kid. School should be this. The buildings are open. The doors are open. If you want your kid to go there, you drop them off. Because guess what? It's your kid. You decide what you do with it until the kid turns 18. So if you want to drop your kid's ass off at a uh, Public Indoctrination Center, Hey, go right the fuck ahead. But if you don't, I don't think the state should be holding, you know, what is it called? Like a gun to your head, right? Like if you don't do this, um, these things are going to happen. The fact that Americans think they're free and they don't even understand that. Like if you don't give your kid to the state, oh, you're going to have some trouble. You're going to have paperwork. I hope you can fucking read, by the way. Read good, right? I hope because you're going to have to fill out papers, Okay? You have to fill out papers. That's just how it is, right? You don't own your kid. You have to do a bunch of shit to really legitimately own your kid. And it's shocking Americans. So fucking like, we're free, we're free, got the flag. No, no, no. They've been taking this shit away from us for so fucking long. And you have people worried about religions, right? I'm talking about this religion thing just so I can practice but it's shocking to me anybody who's left like hey you know what you can't be no you actually can't be an expat there's even a fucking term for it but even then you're just jumping into another establishment where you're not as fucking free as you think um i don't think freedom is freedom is wealth essentially that's it always always has been freedom is how much can you acquire in your life it is the story of gladiator everybody is born except for bill Gates, jeff bezos and a lot of other people We're born into the pits, brothers and sisters, and all of us have to figure out how to earn our freedom. Cause what is freedom in today's day and age? Is freedom going to work every single day till you're 60 years old? What is freedom? Giving your kid to the state so they can be raised by so your kid can be raised by the state? What is freedom? A lot of these people haven't even asked this question. Don't even know what the fuck it means. Like freedom means uh, sending your kid to school at the age of six. Having them graduate, having them that whole time in those twelve years, having them been indoctrinated into believing college is the best choice, then sending them to college and wasting another four years, right, of their life. What is that? Now they're twenty-two. They haven't even started a fucking career, right? People don't get that. The amount people we are delaying adulthood by so much. And here's the thing college isn't meant for everybody. College is meant for a few people, and nobody's really f- figured that out yet. College doesn't have that many benefits. It has a few, it has a couple, there are some, but it's not like, oh, if you don't go to college, Jesus Christ, you're missing out, bud. You, There's so many things you'll never know. College is actually for a group of people who actually wanna go to college. But we've conditioned because there's this thing called big education. Every American individual in this country in public school to believe that those in college make more money. Therefore, if you don't go to college, you're going to be poor and stupid. We have a political system where we determine who votes for who by whether they have a college degree or not. And so then people are pitted against each other and saying, well, you know, the educated people voted for this person. And it's just the whole system's designed for you to give yourself to big at becoming indebted, churn and burn the wage slave empire that we've created here, folks. We're halfway through this fucking podcast, and I am stoked about it. Cause at first when I started this, I was like, oh man, I really wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Obviously, I covered the religious part, uh, and there's a lot more to get there. But I need to practice talking about it, cause people know I'm the provo kid, but. I'm going to get this straight. Uh, i got to practice talking about uh, my experience with the LDS church. Uh, Because overall, overall it's been positive. I have been, uh, in some sense, always treated differently. Uh, But so is everybody, right? Like this idea, like I'm not a victim. I've never been a victim. Uh, I'm not a victim of the church. I'm not a victim of my culture. And it's funny when people talk about not fitting in. uh, Although as baptized, like, of course, I felt like i never fit in. Like, imagine not really knowing who Jesus Christ is. I swear to God. I wasn't until my late 20s to, till I really understood there was a difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. You want to know why? Because I never gave a fuck. But everybody I grew up around did give a fuck. So, um... It is interesting to grow up around this culture. And what I was is becoming less and less common, right? Uh... I feel like at the time, uh... In my life growing up in the 90s, um, almost everybody around me, and this is my small brain in a child's body perception, was Mormon. Um, And now I look around and I can easily see that when I go around everybody like, oh, there's lots of different people now in Utah. Utah is becoming a completely different place, Uh, which is great. Um, and And I love it. I love Utah a lot. Utah is the best state. In the fucking country, I'm sorry. There is no, there's no way about it. Uh, I've been to almost every state that matters, and I can promise you this: Utah, unconditionally, is my favorite state. There's some things I like about other states, like if you could live in, I don't know, Santa Barbara, California, for a reasonable rate, and own a house and start a family, I'd, I'd say that's the best place to live in i'd say california is the best state because that's possible reality but um you could actually utah is becoming unaffordable that's how awesome it is right like that's how everything that is awesome becomes ruined there was a point where you could move to california right and slive it up remember when everybody was moving to california and i don't remember because i wasn't born uh but like there was a time in the 60s 70s 80s where people were like gotta get to california and they were right If you would have bought any land of value back then, Jesus Christ, sitting on a gold mine, California was the gold rush because it wasn't just really the land. I mean, the gold, it was the land. And if you don't believe me, just look at property values. And of course, there's some places in California nobody wants to fucking live and that's how it's supposed to be, right? Um, Because if they just made the whole place inhabitable, that wouldn't really work out. Uh, They need... They need uh what's it called? Yin and yang. <laughs> they need the depth to have the height, I guess. Um, so what else is new? I will say this, I went to um a museum and my child I'm a father, I'm a you might know that. And uh my child's two and a half. People say, Oh, you're counting the months. Yes. But no. Uh she had she's body trained. Has been for almost since she's been to swear to God, her first accident in public. And you think about this and imagine this, right? Like you really don't know what to do. Cause it hasn't happened to me before. Cause it just hasn't right. I've never had my own offspring piss like a fucking, like a goddamn waterfall onto the ground in front of everybody around me ever before. Cause well, obviously, they were wearing diapers when they were younger. But now uh, it's underwear all day. And that's how it, it's crazy because it's the first accident ever. And th- and it happens now. I'm like, what? Really? Like, that's, you know, and I, I, I understand looking back on how it happened. But um, one thing I learned is that when your child does have an accident it was my fault immediately uh because looking at the sequence of events of our day uh i didn't prompt her to use the bathroom and you forget like and i'm, I'm usually really good at it but now like we went from uh, let's say location a on the museum to location b and it's kind of a distance and if you don't like I'm aware of my own body But like I have to check in with this little one And then all of a sudden the Oh my god I'm standing there looking at her like oh no What the fuck do you do Well I snitched on myself And I picked her up she Finished peeing on me And I And I was initially kind of upset Like I, distraught right I was like oh whoa 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 why'd you do that And Uh I take her to the front of the desk and I say we had an accident and it wasn't a big deal. And I say those things too. Like, Oh, it's not a big deal, but it reminded me of the, I'm trying to think of the movie. Happy Gilmore. Is it Abby Gilmore or no, Adam? No. Where's the one where happy Gilmore's the golfer one. What's the fucking one where he goes to school, dude, Adam Sandler, the movie where Adam Sandler goes to school and he pisses his pants. It's like, Oh, that's, you got, The first thing you need, need to do is, like, relate to your child. So as this thing's unfolding, I say, you know, it's okay. I, I have accidents at the museum too. And uh, you start lying. And it's weird because I don't believe in lying, you know, for the most part. Like, I think lying is totally acceptable sometimes. Like, if someone's, like, got a gun to your head and says, uh, you know, the first president of the United States was Abraham Lincoln, that's the truth. If you don't agree with me, you know. You, 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 like what? Do you, you know, I'll, 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 take out your, I'll take away your life. I agree with you. I would lie. You know what I mean? Like whatever you want me to say. I don't really have a big, you know. If your life's at stake, lying's great. Um, that's the truth, right? Like if you, if <laughs> it, it reminded me of the situation, I won't even go to it because it's kind of sad. But uh, anyways, so I'm trying to normalize, yet provide a learning point for my child like oh I have accidents in the museum too and my child's like you do yeah daddy does and then I I just start well first of all I snitched us out before I I do this example thing and the lady comes helps cleans it up it was embarrassing but as I resolve this issue I uh I start snitching everybody out my grandma shits in the museum yeah Grandpa does too. And it's not a big deal. They're called accidents and we we try never to do it. And we always go in the bathroom, but accidents happen. And I just, you know, I started saying everybody has accidents in different locations, but it's you know, I well I didn't take it too far, but I just tried to normalize it to where my child understood that really everybody is capable of having an accident. and I even talked about the dogs. I said our dogs, they sometimes my dogs haven't in a long time, <laughs> but if they would, those are called accidents. Um, so that was an interesting experience, but whose fault was it that my child had an accident? It was mine, right? Because I did not prompt my child to use the bathroom before. So great learning experience for me to just stay mindful and in the moment. It's hard to be in the moment when you're thinking about other people's bladders too. Uh, It's like, God damn, got to keep track of that. You got to keep track of that bladder size. I'm telling you. But anyways, that's life, dude. You got to learn. And uh, it's okay, dude. I I realized I've had – and I saw a photo of myself today, oddly enough and it was when I was probably about three or four I'm wearing a pull up or a diaper and it's the middle of the day I'm like Jesus Christ what the fuck was wrong with me was I an idiot <laughs> my kids my kids potty trained right and uh, at two and I was three or four and my dad was a behavioral psychologist am I stupid cause I'm looking at these photos I'm like holy shit it was a weird thing. Those are called synchronicities, right? So I saw a photo today, probably never would have saw. And it was me wearing a diaper pull-up at the age of four or three. And it it really, uh, I don't know, grounded me, I guess you could say, when I thought about that. And, uh, just proud of my kid. And it's okay to piss. I wish I would have pissed myself, but I had enough pee on my shirt, uh, for us both, to be honest, and it was weird, man. It really is weird watching your kid's face when they just realize, like, oh, oh, it's it's over. <laughs> the we're done here, and uh, it's funny, yeah, because we had to leave. And uh, shocking moment, but uh, good news is, uh, learned, and we're moving forward, right? Uh, I'm feeling great and then what did we do after that so now what's my approach my approach now is to go back to the museum as soon as possible to help uh just get past that burden like if uh if my child was a surfer and she got bit by a shark i'd have her out on the ocean the next fucking day with stitches well you have to wait till she wasn't bleeding huh look uh i'd wait till she was completely sutured up and healed over and and then i would send her back on onto the ocean if she wanted to but I would really encourage anybody like if you have a moment like that where you're fucking embarrassed or whatever like you gotta go back. God, we gotta get past that because uh, you know mistakes happen. But and they won't inhibit us from going back to the museum or feeling any sense of shame, I guess, uh, at that location. So. uh golly dude need to turn i wish i could keep on the fan but the studio is kind of small so uh what else can i talk about in this last closing segment we got 15 minutes left i will say that uh you know i love the conversation about parenting right and this is a podcast that will always i guess in some sense include that and i want to be more authentic with some of the things I talk about like that experience today happened today so thought I'd share it and after that me and my little one went to the the comic book store and I got a couple cool comics and I first of all I'm not a big comic guy I don't really read comic books but I found out that there are really cool comics that you wouldn't expect and what i mean by that it it sounds silly but of course there are comics that try to appeal to everybody it's like a t like it's like tv shows right they have everything from comedy to horror so same thing with comic books and i found a couple cool comic books lately uh and these are now going to be a part of my fan of the month so i'm super stoked about that And I will say this fan of the month is quickly approaching and it's almost over. Uh, we, yeah, we got, what is it? 10 days left thinking just about not 12, more than 10. can't tell. I'm not really into numbers and months and stuff. 12 days. Oh, my computer needs a restart. I swear to God, I restarted it. It's not a big deal. Um, Nothing's a big deal. And that's kind of the motto me and my child live by. Not a big deal. We take our time. Every single day, no matter what we're doing, we take our time and nothing is a big deal. Because what is life if everything's a big deal? Can you imagine that? Like, (gasps) I don't have enough oxygen, like enough time to go. (gasps) Because when I do make that noise, oh, it better be fucking important. Because I hate when you're always rushed. I my personal rule in life is I don't speed because I'm never in a rush Uh, I don't even if I'm late I just agree to being late like oh fuck I'm late too bad you know what I mean like that is what it is I'm not gonna hurry to because once you're late guess what you you ain't on time (laughs) you know what I mean so like I guess there's a certain levels of being late too but Your boy's never in a rush. I don't run. That's another personal rule I have. Adults should never run. And if you are running, it should be from like a bear, a threat, um, a storm, a tsunami. It should be from, you know, I don't know, something real. Uh, People who are just running from the thoughts in their head, those are called athletes. Uh, I have a friend who's running and I'm always asking him, what are you running from, dude? What are you running from? Uh, He hasn't told me yet. But uh, anyways, and I know I shouldn't say anyways because it's just anyway, but your boy has slang and I say what I want for the most part. And I haven't really censored myself too much. I'm trying to think, is there anything else I want to say about the LDS Church? Uh, Sure, there's things I'll forget um, as I come up. But yeah, of course, there's things I don't like, quote unquote, uh, that have occurred throughout the church that have happened in the church. And guess what? It's like that with everything, okay? But at the end of the day, the church is still a club, and I feel as though, right, like I said, I'd like to be a club, part of every religious club. I'd like to be a Jew. I'd like to be a Muslim. I'd like to be, I don't think this is possible. I'd like to be a Baptist. I'd like to be a mall, so if I was ever to relocate, I could say, yo, same cards. We got the same religious card. Will you help me build a house? Right, like that's the whole point, right? Religions are communities, and sometimes... And religions are also vessels to spirituality. Well, I've already found spirituality. So now when I look at religion, it's more like, oh, should I go – I'm getting my uh, roof replaced. Maybe I should go ask someone in the ward if they know any good roofers because they'll help me out. They'll give me a good discount. Some weird shit like that. Or, oh, I want to go to BYU because it's the cheapest college in the country. How about that? That's a pretty good deal, huh? You got to sacrifice a little bit, but guess what? Life is sacrifice. And sometimes people want to go through life without sacrificing anything. But I'll tell you what, if I ever go to BYU, I'm going to sacrifice a lot of things, okay? Um, Because that's the bargain. They're going to give you this for that. And if you don't want the bargain, don't sit at the table. And that's one thing I don't like about people who are trying to tell other people what the church should or shouldn't be. Look, they they have their establishment. They have their rules. They have their bargains. You want what they have for whatever reason, speaking more in terms of the college, you can exchange whatever you want with them. But if you don't uphold your end of the bargain, they can kick you out. Uh, I think that's completely fair. And by the way, every college is like that. Um, Every college has rules and standards of conduct. If you go to University of Utah and you do some fucked up shit, They'll kick you out. If you look at all the colleges that have fraternities that kick people out, right? Like, you do fucked up shit, you're gone. Because there's a standard of conduct at each college. At BYU, it's a little bit higher. Um, And I respect that. And I think anybody who goes to that college and doesn't understand the deal they're making should stop fucking crying and go to another fucking college. That's the truth. You don't like BYU's rules Get the fuck out, right? That's the whole point. That's why University of Utah is up the hill and Utah Valley University is just a little bit south. If you can't follow BYU's rules, fucking leave and stop bitching about them. Same thing with the church in general. If you don't like the church's rules, hey, here's a big surprise. The church doesn't like gays. And that's not right in the sense of how I said it. What I mean is the church doesn't necessarily approve of the behavior between some people who – identify different sexually perhaps, and I hate talking like that because see how many more words it took just to say the thing I said. Uh, But uh, anyways, the church doesn't exactly approve of some of the things people do, right? And guess what? Every church is like that. So my point is, if you have a problem with those rules, leave, Do something else. I don't know. Um, It doesn't bother me, right? Because here's the thing. I drink, I smoke. If I go to church, if I wanted to go to the church and they said, you got to stop drinking and smoking, you know what I'm going to do? Stop. Because they got rules, right? They got rules. Um, And I know that. And they know that. So, and other schools are different. You can go to, or other religions are different. I think you can drink. You can still be in the LDS Church and drink, like obviously I am. The LDS Church for me, I I own my Mormonism. You're looking at like a one of a one Mormon, right? Like, yo, like I said, they're gonna have to kick me out because I'm not leaving. Why would I, right? So I am my own brand of Mormonism. It's kind of fun, right? Like you ever meet a Jew who doesn't believe in God, kind of the same thing, except I'm not a Jew and I do believe in God. So, uh, but what I'm saying is you can be. Something and entirely something else as well. That's how life works. You could be, you could be, uh, a platypus, right? A mammal, and lay eggs, right? Is that how that works? You could be something people don't quite understand, and that's the world I want to live in. I don't want to live in a world where I have to be anybody but myself. Um, anyways, what else can I talk about? I think I did that that topic justice Um, we started this podcast out with lonely heights and you know I got oh I know what Here we're going to do a new band uh, that allowed me to play their music recently and it's their name is Cardinal Bloom so they're out of Salt Lake Salt Lake City Utah they're out of Salt Lake City Utah so, if you could, um, please go support them. Go support Lonely Heights. Go support Queen Adilla. Go support Tone Vision. Go support Lonely Ho- Hollow Hill. Go support uh, No Such Animal. I mean, go support all these bands uh, that are local from Utah. Uh, to me, nothing's better than what's coming out of Utah in this creativity. Uh, it's real as fuck. Um, so. Without much further ado, I'm going to sit here and jam with you on this one, too, because this song is crispy butter. It's just absolutely delicious. I love this song. Um, Here we... Here here, here we... Hold on. It's... thank you all uh let's just keep podcasting shall we um i have a lot more to say just kidding again that was cardinal bloom she's just a friend thank you if you made it this far hey god is good i'll see you on the other side next episode